everybody. Welcome to the show. This is our brand new episode that we will be airing occasionally here and there as we are in the mood or drunk enough for <laughs> called True Crime Squad Presents Drunkumentary. <laughs> I'm Christy Brower here with my co-host, sister, and partner in crime and alcohol apparently Katie <laughs> Weaver. Hey Katie, how you doing? <laughs> I I think I understood the assignment. <laughs> I think you took it a little far, but that's all right. I, I think yeah, it's the first time we've done this, so I wasn't mm-hmm. sure how soon you start drinking. I might have started too <laughs> soon. Guess we can actually discuss that. <laughs> we just start out sober and get drunker throughout the episode or something else. <laughs> I didn't I wasn't sure. I didn't know. So, well, <laughs> I might doing? not what do you remember the names tonight? of anything. Uh, well, <laughs> we went to uh, Taco Bell, and I got one of their freezes, their slushy freeze things. Mm. It's a watermelon berry lemonade, and then mm-hmm. I added two shots of uh, mermaid gin to it. Oh, nice! And it is goddamn delicious. Yum! <laughs> and, I have and it's my. Beloved Howler has been on whiskey. Oh, I'm a whiskey girl. I didn't know until about a year ago when a friend introduced me to all this fantastic whiskey that I was so into whiskey. But now I'm like, that's almost all that I drink. So well, it turns out you can drink harder alcohol. Some of you knew this without them hurting your stomach so much. Right. Yeah. Like I a can't truly do or a Smirnoff or something. Oh, dear God. Oh, no. No. Either it's 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 whiskey or wine for me. Those are my only two. Yep. I can't do anything else. For sure. But this is our very first episode of our drunkumentary. So <laughs> the idea is to watch some true crime um documentaries and share our thoughts with you on them while imbibing a bit. Now, if you're a true crimer and if you're watching this or listening to this, you are you know that true crime documentaries are, um, they're dicey. They can be real dicey. Some of mm-hmm. them are really good. Some of them are really bad. Mm-hmm. Some of them Sometimes, are just really fucked up. Yeah. The We're story is just a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And guess what we decided to start with? You all are not going to be surprised when we tell you. Shiny, happy people. The Duggar That's Secrets, so my friends. Yep. This is where we must begin. And you might be asking yourself, is this really a true crime documentary? And all I can say is, where have you been? Six ways to Sunday, my friend. Right. <laughs> this is a true crime documentary in every way possible. And if you didn't know that, oh, you're going to find out. Let mm-hmm. us tell you. Mm-hmm. So this is a four episode documentary. It is so jam-packed with fucked up bullshit that we felt we needed to do an episode per episode. Or these were going to get way too long. So, Uh this is only episode one. And we're going to do two, three, and four. Don't you worry. 
We didn't have enough booze for all of them in one. Uh, no, I needed more to watch it than I did to talk about it. I watched I watched this episode twice and took notes to make sure that I, you know, am up on it. It's and... gut-wrenching because there's a fair amount of that that's pretty similar to our upbringing. It I really mean, is. not always nearly as extreme. Like, we didn't have to live like we were on the cast of, you know, Little House in the Prairie. But no. uh, still, like... <laughs> Some of it really ties in. Yeah. It, it really does. We, for example, didn't have to wear these pantaloons, <laughs> my friends. We'll get there. Don't you You're worry. Odd. But we got a picture in case you don't know what they are, because Amy King, who is Jim Bob Duggar's niece, had a hell of a time explaining what pantaloons are. Now, I will tell you, I know what they are, but I didn't have to wear them as a kid. Mormons aren't quite that nuts. Well, well, they are when them. they go on trek. Yes. If they you're have dressing up like the pioneers, you have to wear those things. They have an event in the summer where you go and you dress up like pioneers and you put all your belongings that you brought into handcarts and you push those motherfuckers across the plains, come hell or high water, and it sounds real bad. Yeah. I've not gone. I won't be. Definitely no. I'm too fat, too old, not Mormon enough to do that. But... <laughs> More than enough to do that when we were teenagers. So no, thank you. Well, this no, this... we got kicked out of girls' camp for taking a pickup ride down the hill. Remember? Oh yeah. <laughs> Instead of but hiking. Another time for gambling. We'll get there. We'll get there. Don't you it's worry. True. We did. But let's start with the episode. Really begins with a montage. So I'm going to give you our very own montage of oh. the Jim Bob and Michelle Duggar family photos and. Here's some with actual pantaloons in it. Uh -huh. uh, and there are many of these, as you can imagine, because there is an ungodly number of people in this family. Uh -huh. um, you know, along with pictures of all of the people who were in this episode, of which there are many. And we're going to get to their names. Uh. Yeah, we'll get to their names in a minute. But we thought it might be kind of interesting just to show you a few, particularly this guy right here who uh, we definitely have to blame for a hundred percent of this bullshit bill gothard and we'll get no. to him too f gothard bill f gothard mm -hmm. well the episode opens with amy king amy king is jim bob's niece mm -hmm. who did not grow up like the duggar children but grow, grew up very close to the duggar children mm -hmm. Uh, she told a story about how when she was going to public school and the Duggar children were all homeschooled at recess, she would sneak through the cow pasture to Duggar's house to visit the kids while she was on recess. Mm -hmm. But she asked. She had a lot of love for the girls. She a really genuinely did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But she asked Uncle Jim Bob a really important question because she noted that the Duggars did not have TV. Nope. They uh, didn't watch TV. They didn't have TV at all. And so when they went on TV, on their many TV shows, she said, I asked my uncle, you don't believe in TV. Why are you on it? And <laughs> Bob said, rock on, Amy. <laughs> rock on, Amy. And Jim Bob said, it's a ministry. And this is oh. the part of this whole story that I hadn't fully put together in my brain until watching this documentary 
to recognize how incredibly fucked up this is. Can I, are you wrestling a bear over there? No. There's a lot of banging coming from your side. Is there? Well, Mm -hmm. I wonder if I'm coming through the wrong microphone or something. Let me take a look. Because no, I'm not wrestling a bear at all. (laughs) No, everything is as it should be. I'll just be less demonstrative. Maybe I need to move my drink off my computer. That's probably it. (laughs) Drink is just banging around. It might be. Well, every time I pick it up and set it down. Possibly. So what they note at the very beginning is that this whole story is about the Institute for Basic Living Basic Life Principles, <clears throat> Bill Gothard, gross. Um, and their goal was to funnel Christian homeschoolers into politics in order to bring back fundamental Christianity. Mm-hmm. Does this ring a bell to anyone? Mm. As though it has already happened. It feels really chilling. There was a lot of intent behind this Mm -hmm. that I didn't fully understand because I've sort of been on the side of, you know, the Josh Duggar stories, which we're going to get to that. But as far as like the Duggars themselves, I just avoided it like the plague because it looked way too Mormon to me or like Mormonism. Did did TLC understand what was happening? Well, we're going to get there because we talked to somebody who's an expert in reality TV who brings, who does address that. Mm -hmm. Well, let's, we'll get there in a moment. Mm -hmm. So then we hear from Derek and Jill Dillard, Mm -hmm. Jill being Jill Duggar, the fourth Duggar child. Mm -hmm. She says that her parents met while Jim Bob was out on church visitation. And someone told him about this girl who was a cheerleader, who was a brand new Christian. Uh-huh. And Jim Bob said, let's go meet that girl. <sighs> Creepy. And anyone? Michelle, Michelle, this harlot was out there kissing boys and dating and cheerleading. Cheering in short skirts. Michelle, yeah. you whore. Really? But don't you worry, because Jim Bob brought her back to the straight and narrow. And no offense to whores. Love you. Yeah, absolutely. No no judgment at all. Mm-mm. Listening to Michelle talk, she is mm. the most gullible person I've ever listened to in my whole life. She talks like she is a kindergarten teacher or possibly still in kindergarten. Her voice <laughs> is so hot. Definitely. Jim Bob said this. Jim Bob said that. Jim Bob showed me the right way to live. They talked for four hours when they first met. And Jim Bob taught her lots of things she had never heard before, which apparently she immediately thought all those things were true. This had real tones of Chad Daybell. It really did. It really did. Did Michelle have a golden vagina? I don't know. I don't think so. But but it was one. creepy. Real busy you, one. But yes, a very busy. That is true. Very creepy. Very uh, culty. The way oh, that yeah. she was like, "Oh, he just taught me the right way for everything," and she just I knew immediately. God, he was like two years older than her. Yeah, Michelle. Other children don't know anything better than you do. Right. But she totally bought it. Hook, line, Mm -hmm. and sinker. 
Yeah. So then they get married, of course. Naturally. And Jim Bob says, and Michelle was on birth control because she said she wanted that. Oh, yeah. The way he said it, I was like, oh. Michelle again. Right. The horror. My God. Mm -hmm. So let's see. How did this go? They had had Josh. They had Josh. F. Duggar. Unfortunate. Right from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Josh Duggar is their first child. If Mm -hmm. that tells you anything. Yep. We're off to a real rough start. Yes. Yes, we are. Mm -hmm. So then she goes back on the birth control. Mm -hmm. And gets pregnant while on birth control. Mm-hmm. And has a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. And then this part is so gross and weird to me. Jim, Bob, and Michelle sit down and they pray for forgiveness to God for using birth control that killed the baby. Surely that they was the said reason. the birth control caused the baby's miscarriage. It was the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. I mean, come on, Michelle. Has it ever occurred to you? That maybe Jim Bob microwaved your birth control? Come on, man. Yeah, right. Placebo? Anyone? It was just <laughs> gross because it was like... She was taking salt pills. It was like it was her fault because she wanted... Yeah. He made very clear that she, she wanted, wanted the birth control, right? And then miscarries their second child, which of course is no one's fucking fault. No, and it's a heartbreak. Least of all hers, my God. I hate these beliefs because for anyone who's ever had a miscarriage, they think it was their fault. They blame themselves. They'll go over every single step they've taken, thing they put in their mouth, thought they had, trying to decide how they caused this, and you didn't. No, you didn't. You just had a blighted ovum. You just had a pregnancy that didn't quite take correctly. That's all. You didn't cause it. It's not your fault. No. No, definitely not. It was very clearly made to be her fault well yeah this and, was her cross to bear obviously they you know prayed yeah. and you know begged for forgiveness and said that they will never use birth control again and that's where this gosh gigantic right gosh darn it that is where this gigantic family comes from mm-hmm. that's why yep so Jill Duggar made a point of saying that the grandparents on both sides of this family were not cool with this not using birth control and having a good billion <laughs> kids. True. Uh, Michelle's parents were very concerned for her and felt like that was a worry for her safety to just keep cranking out babies forever, that they weren't sure that was really great for their health. And mm-hmm. Jim Bob's parents weren't really hot on it either and were wondering how they were going to support so many children. Mm-hmm. It's not so, like Jim Bob had some degree and a great job. He did not. No, he had three jobs frequently where he was, mm-hmm. he was a tow truck, truck driver. He sold cars. Yeah. And there was one other thing I can't remember now, but, but he frequently the clip of the family video yes. where there's a million little kids around and Jim Bob takes this tiny baby and shoves it right in grandpa's face. And he's like, here's your new grandchild, grandpa. And grandpa <laughs> looks like he's going to punt Jim Bob out the window. Yes, he's, he does. He's not impressed. No. He's had enough. It's not a happy moment. No, he's like, not thrilled at all. No. Not thrilled in the least. How do you, I mean, I had three C-sections. So I can't say anything so much about labor because I've never been in labor. Right. Me neither. So I don't know. 
I'm going to assume that Michelle, you know, dropped her babies pretty easy because I can't imagine anybody that struggled to have children or to, to birth their babies ever would have had this many. But I mean, I would imagine by the 12th, she was just walking through the grocery store and they fell out. Yeah. You know, I mean, what, I know. what was keeping them in at that point? Not much. I'm afraid. Not much. <sighs> Jill also talked about remembering when she was a little girl that Jim Bob would go out driving his tow truck around with a couple, two or three of the little kids in the, in the truck with him mm -hmm. driving around. He's drinking his sweet tea and driving around, you know, towing cars and stuff and how <laughs> they found all of the kids eat free restaurants in the area. And she said, we would go there and stay there for hours. Yeah. And my parents used to joke about that. They put them all out of business. They have and limits it, now. It's yeah. Like two meals. This is the Duggar rule. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> There's a leash so. rule at a place called Green Canyon Hot Springs that is, um, should be, you know, is at least um, to our knowing named the Marianne Brower leash rule. And that's, that's our true. mom. Mm -hmm. Because they had a rule that all dogs must be on a leash. And so my mom would put leashes on her dogs and they would just drag them around. <laughs> and, and her basset hound would get into big trouble and go over to other people's camps and stuff. And when they would come and yell at us about it, my mom would say, well, they were both on a leash. So the rules now say all dogs must be on a leash and there must be a human on the other end of the leash. <laughs> she caused so. that. But if you ever wonder why there's limits at restaurants now on how many kids meals for free you can get. That's thanks to the Duggars. That's the Duggar rule. Because yeah. it turns out restaurants weren't really keen on feeding a dozen of their kids for free. Can you imagine just rolling in there with that giant parcel of kids and expecting them to eat for free? I would be mortified. Right? There's no way I would do it. I would be no. so embarrassed. No. But it probably kept those poor kids going. Yeah, probably did. Because apparently at the beginning, it was not easy. Yeah. So then we hear not from they got their little show. Right. Not till they got their little show. Oh, I forgot to show you. So this is Jill. This is Jill Duggar and her husband. I forget his name. Anyway, that's Jill. So we hear from her. And then we hear from Deanna. And Deanna, where is my picture of Deanna? Oh no. I don't have it. Derek is Jill's husband. Derek, right. I to go to my well, I don't have it. But anyway, Deanna is Jim Bob's sister. Mm -hmm. Who, you know, she said that they were raised missionary Baptists. Mm -hmm. And so they did a lot of that, you know, ministering to people out in the world, church visitation type things. Mm -hmm. Um and that they weren't allowed to date. She wasn't allowed to be a cheerleader. Like they had some pretty strict rules going, mm -hmm. growing up, but it was not nearly as strict as what Jim Bob then was no. doing with his own family. No. But she talked about, you know, how they were, how they were raised a little bit and how, um, you know, she was kind of dumbfounded by Jim Bob because this wasn't a lot of the rules that he put into place were not even as strict as theirs growing up. Right. 
And then we see Amy King again with her husband. I can't remember his name either. He was uh, the support husband. He was saying, he just said, I'm just the support husband. Like, mm -hmm. don't ask me any of this crazy dogger bullshit because <laughs> I don't know. I don't want anything to do with it. I'm the support husband. So she was bomb too. She was awesome. Amy, Amy's so awesome. And Amy said that her mom raised her that she could do anything she wanted. Because her mom didn't like that she was raised to be this girl who had limitations mm -hmm. and that she um, couldn't, that, you know, there, that there were things she couldn't be a cheerleader or whatever she couldn't do. Amy was doing whatever she wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And there's some pretty funny uh, home video of the Duggar children talking about Amy. Amy's our cousin. She doesn't live like us, but we sure love her anyway. <laughs> I was a little surprised they kept letting her come over, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Apparently, she was over there like every day. Surely, they looked at her like a bad influence. I would or just think. used her as an example in some way. I don't know. I, I was kind of surprised. Yeah. Well, you know, she was out kissing boys and going to parties and dating. And at one point, she said, yeah, I was doing a lot of stuff they weren't allowed to do, like kissing boys. Sorry, Uncle Jim Bob. <laughs> <laughs> but then she talks about how the Duggars didn't have TV. The kids were homeschooled. They weren't allowed to do to the radio. anything. Yeah, no radio, nothing. And that they even wore pantaloons. Mm -hmm. And her husband was like, what the hell are pantaloons? Because it's not 1827, right? And I was like, support husband. You've never watched Little House on the Prairie? Right. Come Everybody on. knows what pantaloons are. Right. They're basically long underwear for girls. He's obviously never had an American Girl doll. Uh, uh, well, clearly has never had an American girl talk. Yes, I think that is definitely. Probably weren't allowed in the Duggar household, but I digress. Yeah, probably not. Their but dolls Amy were talked... basically just an apple on a fork. That's all yes, they could have. right. Amy talked about how strange it was, how different their lives were, and how, you know, there wasn't anything that really, her life was so much different than, than theirs, but she loved the kids. She did. She especially loved the girls. That came through over and over again, how much she loved the girls. Loves the girls. Yes. Yeah. Loves the girls, you know, and, and is sad about the whole situation. Yeah. Gen genuinely. Mm -hmm. So, oh, we also find out that Jim Bob baptized Amy and there's a video of him saying, I was there when you were born and now I'm baptizing you or whatever. Whatever. Amy's I mom. Why? Right. Amy's mom. Why though? Why did you let Jim Bob get that close to your daughter? Anyway, uh, Amy's okay. And I think that's good. Yes. So then in the documentary, they talk a little bit about how um, Jim Bob decides to run for Senate. This is in 2002. Mm -hmm. And that's because he'd gotten real activated around the hot button issue of partial birth abortion, which is bullshit mm -hmm. completely. Total right-wing dog whistle, as we know. Mm -hmm. He got all spun up about that, and he was doing some protesting and stuff. And so he decided to run for Senate in 2002 in Arkansas. Uh, let's see. So then we hear from Kristen Kobes dumay She's a religious historian. Mm -hmm. She was talking a little bit about sort of Jim Bob and, and his beliefs and where they came from. And she said that for him, his beliefs taught him that Christianity required action, that his, he had to get out there in the world mm -hmm. and make a change and bring 
his ministry, his mission, his beliefs Mm -hmm. to the world. As in, try to make everybody live like him. Yeah. Sorry, Jim Bob. Bob. Nobody wanted to wear pantaloons. No, nobody did. So she talked about, so he did not win that first election. He lost. But during his campaign, there was one of these fated family photos. And I don't have the right one because... I don't know. I don't, but here's one. One of these family photos of a gazillion kids all dressed exactly the same, looking like their lives are so perfect, uh, was picked up by the Discovery Channel. And they went, you know what we need on TV? More of that. Because <laughs> why? Discovery? But, what are you doing? Discover what? Yeah. Discover, Discover Michelle's secret? Right. Discover 1827? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So the Discovery Channel owns TLC, right? Yeah. And so they got real hot on this whole idea of this this super fundamentalist family and blah 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 blah. So they did a 1-hour documentary on the family. Again, remember, these people don't own a television, but they're okay with being in a documentary for television. Doesn't it seem kind of hypocritical? Also, just kind of very. TLC stands for, I believe, the Learning Channel. Mm -hmm. TLC, you got to change your name to the dumbest shit on TV. Yeah, I'm not sure what that acronym is. The Indoctrination of America Channel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, give in this uh, in this documentary, Jim Bob realizes the opportunity he has to bring his mission to the world and his beliefs to more people through reality TV. Mm-hmm. This was a real turning point for the Duggars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we hear from Jim and Bobby Holt. Oh boy. Yikes. Okay. So Jim Holt is Jim Bob's best friend. Grew up with him. And I'm not going to say was. I'm going to say is. Yeah. Some articles and stuff say they're former friends. Some don't say that. So we don't know that for sure. We don't know. The way that he light-footed around all of these issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are. Gross. So we hear from them. So they're, you know, good friends with the Duggars, of Mm -hmm. course. You know, Jim and Jim Bob grew up. Jim and Jim Bob. My God. Is there a more Arkansas friend combo than that? Somebody will tell us one. I'm sure of it. Come on. Guys, get on it. Yeah, We need to hear it. it. So Jim and uh, Bobby met on a blind date. When guess what? Jim was 19 and Bobby was 14. But wait. (laughs) Yeah. Guys, it's fine because she was developed. She was developed. So he didn't know. She had knockers. It was fine. Okay. Gross. Also, yeah. he didn't know she was 14. Guys, he didn't know. He just knew she had big tits, so it had to be fine. Right. Exactly. Yeah. They make a big deal around that. Gross. Gross. Also, also Bobby's parents. What? Yeah. What in the fuck are these people doing? What are they thinking? Right? What are they doing? Also, their oldest daughter dated Josh Duggar in oh, high school. God. He asked to court their daughter with the intention of marriage. Because that's the only way they could date. 
Oh yeah. As if they were their betrothed essentially. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So and these fools said yes. They did because they are morons. We'll put a pin in that and come back to that because mm -hmm. that's important. So then in 2004, they TLC edits or airs um the Duggars Pregnant Again documentary mm -hmm. with number 12 or 14 or 87. I don't know. It was a lot. It was 20 actually. Yeah, was it? Mm -hmm. No, not well, not on that documentary though, because that was oh. in 2004. They weren't I'm jumping ahead. Yet. I'm jumping yeah. way ahead. Yeah. They never actually mind. did five specials with the Duggars. There was a Christmas special. There was a moving into a bigger house special in which the show helped pay to finish the house because that, oh, because at that point they were at 17 because that's when the 17 and counting show started. started. But TLC, along with oh, quite a few other people, had to put some money together to build the house for this family mm -hmm. because they were so fucking gigantic mm -hmm. that they didn't have anywhere to live. They were living in a small house for that many people yeah. and just sharing literally everything and it was probably hard to film that yeah i would imagine yeah well there had there was a house that jim bob had been working on that was bigger mm -hmm. already and so part of being on the show part of payment for doing the show was they finished the house yeah so that's when 17 and counting gets going and that's yeah. when things really take off for the duckers as you all may recall which to be clear if you want to have a billion kids i don't really care but if you um, can support them Please don't indoctrinate them, essay them, ruin them. Yeah. Just don't, really. Just, just don't do that. That'd be great. Mm -hmm. Amy talks about when there are that many kids, about how they there were 10 loads of laundry a day to do. God. They would go to the grocery store and get like five shopping carts to fill up to buy food for that number of people. And she said it was always weird because everyone just got along and did exactly what their parents said at all times. Stockholm syndrome, anyone? Right. 17 kids and no one's out of line? Ever? No one's pissed or crying or refusing to do their chores or whatever? <laughs> I mean, Couldn't I would... Be me. <laughs> no. That, that scares me. Like, that tells you what kind of threat they lived under, oh, you yeah. know? I had three kids and not counting, and that was never me. <laughs> right. Uh, I had one and not counting, and that mm -hmm. was also never me. Yeah. So, yeah, that part was weird. And she talked about how strange it was because everybody always got along. Mm -hmm. And that she just thought that was really strange. Well, those kids had the proverbial and literal fear of God in them. They really did. Yeah, yeah. And so they were just smiling and doing whatever they were told and everything's great. Ugh. So then we hear from Danielle Lindemann, who is a sociology professor, and she, she says, Danielle, what are you thinking? She says, I'm an evangelist for reality TV. And I was like, you are? Why? Why, though? Yeah. She talked about that if you really look at reality TV, particularly these family shows that are about like births and marriages, and they're the ones that are the most popular. Mm -hmm. they're all very conservative. She said even the Kardashians have very conservative traditional gender roles. Mm -hmm. And that reality TV is, com is comforting to people because it harkens back to simpler times, apparently, which never actually existed. That's such bullshit. Also, um, what? Uh yeah. 
Ever seen Big Brother? Well, she's talking about the family ones, though. Mm, okay, the shows fine. that follow a family, that they're all really pretty mm -hmm. conservative. They all go to church. They all are traditional family roles. Nobody's gay or trans and, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh. They're starting to change and improve now, I think. But for a long time, that's mm -hmm. very true. Yeah. But it does appear that the, mm -hmm. that the TV um, companies that were putting out these shows mm -hmm. were, in fact, pushing conservatism. Like John and Kate plus eight. Yes, like John and Kate plus eight, which turned out to be uh, a utter real shit bullshit. show. Yeah. 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 So, but they were pushing that really conservative uh, way that a family is. So then we cut to when the 19th child, Josie, was coming. And there were a lot of problems in that pregnancy. And Josie was born medically fragile and almost died. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there was... A lot of, I don't know, I think everyone was looking at Michelle like, honey. Don't do you, you think, think that's you your sign? Done now? Yeah. Like, is this enough? Who's got to die, right? Yeah. Anyway, that part, yeah. I've always thought this was gross and weird and mm -hmm. I did not understand it. No. So then we kind oh, of. I think at this point it was all for the gram, you know. At this yeah. point, they were continuing to have babies because they wanted to keep that show. Definitely, because it was paying them 100%. At that point, that's all they were doing. Although oh, Jim Bob did, like... Jim Bob did actually get into the Arkansas Senate for a couple of a couple of terms. Times. Yeah. Well, I, at one point they said they were Jim Bob was making like eight hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah. On this dumbass show. Yeah. A TLC. I live with too many pigs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we are happy. And I dress them in pantaloons every night before bed. <laughs> and they are happy. <laughs> and they never complain <laughs> or destroy the couch ever. And so I think I need a show. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be I real do. traditional roles and conservative. <laughs> sure. Well, we'll just clip out the parts where our female goes into heat and humps all the kitchen chairs okay <laughs> that is not allowed on TLC <laughs> not allowed there's no horny sows allowed on TLC unless they're Michelle <laughs> oh, that's so bad <laughs> we're probably also getting sued very very true and wrong in many ways <laughs> oh my god so I'm then... done with my drink so well, that's good. <laughs> so then we get to um, Jim Bob and Bill and Jim and Bill Gothard and what all this crazy shit is. Okay. Oh, boy. So when Jim and Jim I'm so Bob. I'm sobering up real fucking fast. Oh, my Ooh. God. So Jim and Jim Bob, they go. It's their dream. This is like getting to go see Taylor Swift only for fundamentalists. Okay. Mm -hmm. Jim and Jim Bob get to ride a bus. This is when they're early teen, where they're older teenagers. They get to go see Bill Gothard speak. Bill Gothard was the founder of the Institute on Basic Life Principles. Extremely conservative. Gross. Disgusting. Gross. 
Yes, all that, blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you a little bit just about what Wikipedia says about Bill Gossard. I know there's way more than this. So um, he went to Wheaton College, which apparently is like the Harvard of fundamentalism, whatever that means. Uh -huh. um, and then he got his PhD in biblical studies at Louisiana Baptist University. So he was a hardcore churcher, hardcore uh -huh. Bible thumping guy. Uh -huh. um, he started campus teams in school call, and they called themselves an, an organization that became the Institute in Basic Youth Conflicts. And then he changed that. That was in 1961. And then 1974 changed its name. And then in 1989 changed its name to the Institute in Basic Life Principles. He was the president and a board member until his resignation in 2014. And we're going to tell you why. Uh, here's the thing that he taught, which was you don't have to worry about knowing what to do to live a good life and go to heaven. Because I already know all the answers and mm -hmm. all you have to do is listen to me and I will tell you how to be with God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bell, um, who decided at a young age he would never kiss a woman, has never been married. Bell, yeah, you're gay for Christ's sake. Right. Jesus Christ. Gay, 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 gay. Also pedophile, but we're going to get there. Yeah. Um, gay and pedophile okay. So yeah, his we're principles. We're not connecting those, of course, but uh, yeah, Bill. No, you're... but I mean, yeah, he was never going to kiss a woman. He was never getting married. Yeah. Um, and his he ministry said he was going to just discriminate against women. Got and yeah. the gays. Yes. yes. His his ministry actually got really popular because of the Duggars. Mm -hmm. So his. Oh, and guess who else? Sarah F. Palin. Palin. Yeah. Also, Mike Huckabee. Yeah, gross. So he had these principles called design, authority, responsibility, suffering, ownership, freedom, and success. So the design principle is that people should understand the specific purpose for which God created them. You know. Yeah, sure. This is what men are for. This is what women are for. Blah, blah, blah. You're just supposed to fit into that role. Then everything will be great. The authority principle is the inner peace that people have when they honor the authorities, parents, governments, God, Bill Gothard, obviously. Uh -huh. Gross. The yeah. responsibility principle. A clear conscience results when people realize that they are responsible to God for every thought, word, action, and motive. And also asking for forgiveness for literally absolutely everything you've ever done in your entire life. It's not a cult. You're not in a cult. It's no, a cult. this is not a cult. No, no. Not a cult. don't be afraid. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, the suffering. Follow me, person who has zero life experience at all. Life experience. What did I say? Experience. Experience. <laughs> Have another drawing. <laughs> Follow me and I will show you the way. Right. Then there's the suffering principle. People should allow the hurts from offenders to reveal blind spots in their own lives. Genuine joy is a result of fully forgiving offenders. You should let people hurt you and then forgive them. That's the suffering principle. Because that's good for you, ladies. Right. Yeah. The ownership principle is that people are stewards, not owners of their possessions. 
Goddard teaches that anger results from not yielding personal rights to God or, you know, handing all your dollars over to Bill F. Gothard. Oh, my God. Ooh. But it's not a cult. It's not a cult. It's not a cult. Don't worry. The freedom principle. Yeah. Hear this. Oh, is enjoying the desire and the power to do what is right. But only what is right. According to Gothard, who says that moral purity results from true freedom. And that the key to freedom is learning to walk in the spirit of God and, you know, do exactly what God says. Oh, and also Bill Gothard, because that's freedom. Jesus Christ. I don't think Jesus Christ had anything to do with this. I don't either, but I don't (laughs) even know what to say. And then the success principle is that when people learn to think God's thoughts by meditating on and memorizing the scriptures, this is a big deal. You are supposed to memorize the scriptures they make wise decisions and fulfill life purposes now we grew up like this we had what is called scripture mastery in seminary that we took from junior high all the way through high school and for katie and i our first two years of college Mm -hmm. in which we had to memorize all kinds of mormon scripture and be able to just yell it out by rote i will admit that i have spent the last 27 years forgetting all of them intentionally do unto Although, others as you would have others do unto you <laughs> i don't know I there were so many <laughs> so many that, that so whole so idea many. that you're thinking god's <laughs> thoughts by memorizing scripture that definitely was not written by god what whatever so those are kind of this is this is the beliefs that this whole clusterfuck is based on well and their homeschool program yes that was mostly a home church program. Yeah, it was just indoctrination. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they weren't taught, you know, the earth is only 6,000 years old and there's nothing, you know, this is creationism, not uh, evolution and, you Let's know, all kinds say of... they can't do science. Yeah. Yeah, they can't do science. Here's the other the other belief that, that the Duggars kind of have melded, and that is quiverful. So Quiverful is a Christian theological position that sees large families as a blessing from God. Mm -hmm. It encourages procreation, abstaining from all forms of birth control, natural family planning, and sterilization. Now, this is very familiar to us because Mm -hmm. Mormons definitely are on this train. Oh, boy. Some, not all Mormons believe in not using birth control, but many do believe in not using birth control. And it is Using birth control is a more modern thought. Mm-hmm. Like when we were younger, it was quite discouraged. Yeah, yeah, it was. In fact, when I had my third baby and decided I wanted an IUD because I did not want to have another baby ever again. <laughs> that sucked. <laughs> like my kids hated having babies. Mm-hmm. And uh, my doctor was very hesitant. He told me I was too young. That uh, too young. You have young. three effing children, and I had three kids in three years. Mm. He told me I was too young, that I really needed to be sure that this was a decision that my husband was comfortable with, and he sent me home to think about it before I got that IUD. Oh, you betcha! And then he did a bad job putting it in, and the fucker fell out. <laughs> it was probably intentional. He but was saving my vagina. Let's talk about Michelle's. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so that's where this having 9 million kids, They you, there's a video in the documentary where these kids are singing this song about 
you know, being blessed if you have a quiver full of children and mm-hmm. it's so culty and gross and weird. How did that song go? Just a quiver full of children makes the, I don't know, money go away. Yeah, 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 something like that. I think that's a better version, frankly. I like yours quite a lot better. But Bill Gothard's teachings and Quiverful are really a pretty good approximation of what the Duggars are up to. Uh-huh. And their kids Ooh. are just kind of victims to all of it. Well, they are. Yeah, because they didn't know. No, and they didn't choose to have that many siblings and live in abject poverty until right. they got their show or to be put on TV. No. No, and and, and that, that got real shocking as those kids turned into adults. Real it, shocking. It definitely did. And you know, and I know that we can we can empathize with this having been raised Mormon. We were born in. We didn't know any difference. Right. You know, until we were adults, we really didn't have an opportunity to look at this with an objective eye. Right. And, and you could go, wait. The Duggar children. Did what now? Yeah. Yeah. And neither did the Duggar children. And, you know, they're at all different levels of involvement and at all different levels of contact with their parents, you know, mm-hmm. because some of them are like, we didn't choose any of this, no. you know, and this was really hard. Your whole life was on TV, mm-hmm. no matter what was going on. And of course they were obedient. Did they want anything to show up on TV that was going to get them in trouble? Right. It was bad enough for us that our dad was the barber of the town we lived in, the small town we lived in. He frequently knew if we got in trouble at school before we even got home from school. Uh Somehow it had passed its way along. Our parents were pretty permissive. So, Oh, they were. We were not, like, we were not in big trouble. But Our mother was a feminist through and through, and she's... She was not buying into 99% of the Kool-Aid, but... No, it really saved us. It really mm-hmm. saved us. Um, but I think about those Duggar kids and, and what it was like to grow up on TV like that all the time. And, mm-hmm. and you know, oof. Well, when Jill talks about the fact that she and Derek were pressured by Jim Bob the night before their wedding, he basically tricked them, pressured them into signing a contract for like four or five more years on the show. Yeah. Yeah. And that she did not want cameras in the delivery room when she had her first baby, that she had insisted and that the producers of TLC were shocked and angry. And she had to make a deal with them to make home videos and do kind of like a vlog that they did share all over TV, very not tastefully. And she was horrified. Yeah. But the worst part, those adult kids or children Never saw a goddamn dime of no. that money. No. The adults, especially. Okay, fine. They're your kids. You're doing this show. You're taking the money to raise these kids. Okay, I can sort of see that, except for that with that amount of money, there should have been something. Right. For every College funds? Except, yeah, yeah right. College, yeah. sure. Sure, sure. But as Not for the girls. married adults, they didn't receive a red cent for that. Yeah unbelievable it's just such a scam Mm. and what it's done to them but can you imagine you're about to have your first baby and they want to film for tv during the birth Mm -hmm. Ugh, gross man yeah super gross and good for her for standing up for herself right that could have easily gone the other way but she was adamant it wasn't happening yeah 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 but obviously jim bob had promised otherwise because yeah, clearly he had just, it. just assumed it would be fine. 
Mm-hmm. He doesn't give a shit about his kids. That's pretty clear. He yeah. really doesn't care. And it was Michelle that was doing all the work to raise them. And she did talk about mm-hmm. how much work it was and how the the um, uh, programs, the Bill Gothard programs helped her so much in raising her children and educating her children because it was such a gigantic job. Well, yeah, you couldn't even send those freaking kids to school so you could do those no. 10 loads of laundry a day and buy vault. Oh, no. Five shopping carts of groceries no, and shit. The kids did all of the yeah. housework and all of the chores. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, their mom was always pregnant. Yes. And I don't know about y'all when you were pregnant, but when I was pregnant, oh my God. Not only was I crazy -er, (laughs) and exhausted more than normal, uh, Mm -hmm. but I just can't fathom. I can't. No, I can't. I can't either. So then we hear from Brooke Arnold and Brooke Arnold is an ex Bill Gothard follower. And she said, that as a child, Bill Gothard loomed almost mythologically in her life. Mm-hmm. So Bill Gothard Sr., Bill Gothard's father, mm-hmm. headed the Gideons, if you didn't know. Interesting. Remember the Gideons, you know, Gideon Bibles that are in all the hotels? Mm-hmm. That was Bill Gothard's dad. Ooh, I so missed then, that. Wow. Yeah. So then Bill Gothard Jr. goes to Wheaton College, the Harvard for Fundamentalists. Mm-hmm. And he taught that he knew the right thing to do for everything. She talked about how everything was indoctrination and brainwashing and that he taught about authority and that he and God were the only authorities, that that is who everyone had to listen to and follow. But it's not a cult. Not a cult. Not a cult. This little boy who won't kiss a woman. Yeah. Or have a family or have any real life experience knows everything that you should do. Right. Right. So let's let's wrap up Bill Gothard here with what actually happened to Bill Gothard and why Mm -hmm. he's not the board of directors of his institute anymore. Mm -hmm. In February of 2014, he was placed on an indefinite administrative leave by the board of directors of the Institute in Basic Life Principles because it was investigating claims that he sexually harassed several female employees and volunteers. Mm hmm. Uh, They didn't find any criminal activity, but they did find that he had acted in an inappropriate manner. Uh So surprise, 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 Bill. Shocker, right? Yep. After all the shit he taught. Mm -hmm. So there is actually a website called Recovering Grace, which it's a support group for former followers of Gothard. Uh, and the information about what they their findings of their investigation into him were published on that website. Okay. I shouldn't um, have rolled my eyes. Okay. I'm about it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Unroll. This, this is legit. Unroll. Okay. Yeah. At least 34 women who worked with him had claimed harassment. 34. It, yeah. 34. He uh, denied the allegations, of course, mm. but um, uh, re- resigned from the Institute um, in order to listen to those who have brought something against him. Well, they don't want to talk to you, asshole. Yeah. So IBLP issued a statement talking about the investigation that was c- uh, conducted by an outside legal counsel. So they took it pretty seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in 2016... Gothard and the IBLP were sued by a group of alleged victims who accused him of sexual harassment and assault. Right. 
assault. Assault. This wasn't just being a gross no. pig at work. He was no. assaulting women. He was. Yeah. There's way more to this story. And we're not going to get all the way into it because this isn't what it's about. But yes, mm -hmm. um, they had to dismiss their lawsuit in 2018 due to problems with statute of limitations. Mm -hmm. Complexities. Yes. Complexities. Yes. But they said, we are not recanting our experiences or dismissing the incalculable damage that we believe Gothard has done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The but only no. man who speaks for God. Also... Assaults women. Yeah. Cool. Cool, Jan. Total cool. trash. Total, yeah. total trash. Yeah. Speaking of total trash, mm -hmm. are we ready to talk about Josh? We are almost there. But okay. first, There's in more. 2012, Michelle was pregnant with their 20th child. Yeah. And she lost that baby. Yeah. I don't think they've had any more since then. I don't think so. I would imagine her body is just done. Yeah. So Jill Duggard, uh, or Dillard Duggar, Duggar Dillard, talked about how when they were growing up, they were taught that the IBLP protected them and promised that they would turn out right and that their children would turn out right if they just followed all the rules and did everything that Bill Gothard said that everybody would turn out right. And she said that with quite a bit of bitterness. Uh -huh. because the Duggars were used for recruiting for IBLP and they really legitimized Bill Cawthor Gothard. They talked about in the documentary that the Duggars legitimized um, Bill Gothard and his institute the way Tom Cruise has legitimized Scientology. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So then we get into why uh, Bill Gothard was full of shit. Because mm -hmm. along comes top of our FOS list and in federal prison, Josh Duggar. So finally, they start talking about Josh Duggar. I don't like looking at his gross ass face. I don't either. I put it up for only a second because he's yeah, disgusting. That was quick. So they go back to Jim and Bobby Holt. And they say... So when did you find out about this whole Josh thing, you know? Because at the time that it came out that he had molested several of his sisters and another girl, their daughter was basically betrothed to him. Mm -hmm. So Jim Holt said that they found out in 2003 mm -hmm. and that Jim Bob came to them and told them and that bill was like and that jim said well you have to call the police this motherfucker had written a bill jim yes. bob yeah for a sex offender registry yeah and bill or jim holt was like your son should be on it yeah you you need to tell the police what are you doing yeah. so jim bob says okay i'm gonna take him to the police will you come with me and so Jim's like, yeah, I'll go with you. So they go to the police. Well, you know who they go talk to? I can't remember the guy's name. But it's their good family friend and church-going brother that they talk to. None of this was actually reported to the police. This was just they go and talk to this one guy. And he basically says, yeah, don't do it again and sends him away. Nothing. I'm going to let charges? you go this time. Yeah. You know, you like you blew through a stop sign. 
yeah. sped through a school zone. No. Yeah. And where's that guy right now? Anybody want to bet? Oh, he's in prison for what? Oh, child porn. Yes, Weird. Is. What a coinky yeah. dink. Yeah. Gross, gross. So Jim's like, when were you going to tell us this, considering our daughter? Mm-hmm. Now, it comes off like they're pretty indignant in the episode, but we've done mm-hmm. some reading that maybe Jim wasn't quite as indignant um, in reality. Yeah. Uh, and he, he said, oh, we weren't going to tell you at all. We were going to have Josh tell your daughter uh, after they were married. On their wedding night. Yeah. Confess to her. Confess. On their wedding night. And At least these Jim, people were smart enough to not let their daughter marry this dumbass. Right. So Jim was like, so was my daughter like a carrot to keep him good? And Jim Bob's like, well, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Trash, trash, trash. Mm-hmm. Well, and Bobby referred to what Josh had done as molesting the girls. <laughs> Yes. And Michelle got super pissed, was ready to pull up about it, and told her, mm-hmm. don't ever say that word again. They say touch inappropriately. We yes. don't use that word, mm-hmm. you know, because we don't tell the truth about fucking anything. Mm-mm. Ugh. Now, gross. Jill cried a lot. Yes. She broke my heart. And she I said, know. this wasn't a story that was supposed to be told to the world. I didn't right. want anyone to know these things happened to me. She also said the media got it wrong and conflated things that they shouldn't have. And that this is a story that she didn't really want to talk about or have out in the world. And who can blame her? She and her sisters, some of them, have spoken out quite a bit about victims' rights. And they are right. They are right. Absolutely. Except for that. If we don't talk about this stuff, it just keeps happening. There's a saying that our secrets keep us sick. And this is one of those secrets. I am very sorry to Josh's victims, all of them, who have had their stories told without their consent. I think it's terrible. It is. Unfortunately, though, sometimes those stories that keep us sick, the lids need blown off of them so that they can be stopped. Because it didn't stop Josh because those stories did remain secret for a long time. Yeah. And Josh continued to offend until he's now in prison. Yeah. And well, breaking and Bobby, the rules in prison. Yeah, and breaking the rules in prison. Bobby Holt said, keeping this a secret didn't help anyone, especially Josh. Which is yeah. true. So what they did, because they felt like they had to get him out of the house for a little while, was they sent him to a facility for troubled boys run by, guess who? Bill Gothard. So I'm guessing they were just having pizza parties and, you know. Uh, Three-legged races and fishing. I don't know. Uh, They were probably just memorizing a lot of scriptures. I don't know. Probably, yeah. So let's go back to this, though. If you'll remember how this story broke. It broke in 2015. An anonymous letter arrives to Oprah. Mm -hmm. Telling her that Josh has molested five girls in 2002 and 2003. And that there was some kind of police report. Mm -hmm. And... Oprah's people get on the horn with the child abuse people and the cops and stuff. And that's how this broke. Yep. So likely one of the victims, we don't know who sent the letter. Maybe the Holt's daughter. 
maybe the Holt's daughter. Maybe because she didn't they, marry him. Thank God. Yeah. I don't know if they broke up immediately or not. Uh, there was some story about that she was asking where Josh was because he just kind of instantly vanished. Yes. And the story was that, or maybe it was Amy that said that, that he was out helping build houses for the needy. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because a little boy is out helping build houses because I'm sure he was very skilled at that. Yeah. He Josh the Saint out helping build houses. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Jim Holt went to Jim Bob and said, you got to stop telling people that it's not true. This is not right. And so instead of leaving him in the facility, Jim Bob just brings him home. Yep. And they act like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And that is where this episode ends. Yeah. However, some news just broke about mm-hmm. Jim and Bobby Holt that is yes. very interesting. Oh, my God. Apparently, there's been a legal proceeding going on between them since April that was just signed and uh, become, became official. There's very little information, but what we know is that a judge has just granted Bobby Holt and her son a 10-year restraining order against Jim Holt. Yeah. Do you know what it would take to get a 10-year restraining order? I've never seen one that long. I mean, he was, he would have had to have done some really really horrifying shit to get a 10 year there is no evidence that they are divorced or that they have filed for divorce and she's been granted a 10 year restraining order mm-hmm. i'm sure there's more to that story to come bobby no, i hope really that you are okay i yeah. do too god because my god oh, something really terrible has been going on for that to be the case yeah but you know it has he's jim bob duggar's best friend yeah. Ugh, yep. gross. So that's episode one. Mm-hmm. We'll be back with the other episodes, but we want to do them justice. Mm-hmm. And also, we're kind of drunk while we're talking about this, so mm-hmm. we need. It also took time. us an hour to tell an hour-long episode, so obviously, it like it was only like forty-seven minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> we took longer to tell it. <laughs> anyway, that's because we had to give you the backstory. Why this is a true crime documentary? Yeah, seven it is to Sunday. Yeah. yeah, it most definitely is. So we will be back with episode two here in a week or so. Mm-hmm. And we'll be we back. Talk ourselves our... into watching it. Yeah. I have to drink before this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be back with our regular episodes. And we'll be back on Wednesday night, of course, with our 7 p.m. Mountain Case Updates live stream. Lori yeah. Bellows going to court. We're going to be gotcha. there. Don't you? Oh, yeah. So that's what we've got for you. We hope you enjoyed our very first drunkumentary mm-hmm. of many more to come. And if yeah, there's you... something you'd like to see us do a drunkumentary about, please send it over. The yeah. more bonkers, the better. Comment on this video. Mm-hmm. Send it to us on Facebook. Our email is, you know, on our on all our accounts. You know, mm-hmm. send us something. We'd, we'd love to hear if you have one that you'd like us to do. But um, mm-hmm. we thought this was a way to really kick it off with a bang. <laughs> Oh, I feel banged. Well, mm. no, never mind. Oh. Uh, no. <laughs> no, no, terrible thing. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I think on that note, <laughs> we are the True Crime Squad, and this has been our very first drunkumentary. <laughs> Thanks for being here. <laughs>